Hi, I'm Ann. And I'm John. And this is John, John and Ann's, Ann's Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. Who were those guys? We're so excited to have with us today on the pod our second ever guest. Yes, and first visual guest. Yeah, hopefully, if this all works out. Yeah. Um, what, please welcome Scotland Green. Scotland Whoa! Green. Oh, hello. I'm so glad I, uh, I brushed my teeth and changed my shirt for this wow. visual this visual podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, they're all the rage now. I feel good now. Feel good now. <laughs> Uh, Scotland is the, Scotland. I almost introduced you as Mean Scotland Green because that's oh, yeah. your Twitter name, and so I think of you as. I just <laughs> changed it today, actually. Oh, did you really? What's it? Now? I changed it. It's now it's Reverend Scotland Green uh, Esquire, MD. <laughs> okay, so we'll call you that from now on. After your new hero, after my new hero, Diamond Mike, uh, someone who was briefly in the USWA in 1995. That's oh man, you love the USWA too. That's jam. That's fun. Uh, Scotland hosts something called the Pro Wrestling Potluck, which, if you're not familiar, is a very fun Thursday night get together. Uh, it's on Twitch and it's also on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Of uh, what would you? How would you describe it, Scotland? The best wrestling clips that it's, you can well, find? It, no, I wouldn't say it's the best. I, it's uh, it's <laughs> a, a lot. I would. <laughs> It's a live weekly wrestling mixtape. So we go up and down, you know. I, I at least want to start with a good match and end with a good match. And uh, and then it's fun in the middle. And and uh, I take submissions from people and kind of each week build a, a, a little mix, partly based on the things I've I've gotten. But really, sometimes I just go on my own weird flights of fancy or we mm -hmm. do like a gimmick episode like we had a 420 episode that I felt like I had to do. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And uh and 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 it for example, on that one we did uh and John called in, we did the wrestler or weed strain game show in the middle of the show is about 22 minutes of wrestler yeah. or weed strain and that's its own video on YouTube. Yeah, I got knocked so, yeah. out in the first round on that. It's hard. It was a hard one. It really was. I think I was only one where I was like, oh, I know this one. I think Daisy Hayes was the only one, and that was like the first one. That's the only one I knew, too, because I, I looked them all up. Like, I went to cagematch.net to look <laughs> up wrestler names. <laughs> it's great. And I just looked up wrestler names that kind of sounded like uh, weed names, and then I went to leafly.com, a, a weed uh, a I source. also love that website. <laughs> Those are like and my I looked up. Websites. Yeah, they're both great. And, you know, I put them together. I found some weed strains that sounded like a person's name. And, and uh, yeah, it was fun. I feel like next go around, because we're definitely going to do it again, I'm going to uh, maybe, like, have the first one be a little easier, you know? Like, like not, not so easy to where it's like The Rock. Yeah. Or uh, Indica. But like, you know, a little easier just so because everyone was knocked out in the first round except for Andrew Healan, the first uh, competitor. Oh, that's so right. Was... Yeah. I mean, we all got that's why I didn't feel too bad. We all got. And then even when you opened it up and it was all of us in the chat, we still I none of us were, were all striking out. I think I got one when it was open to everybody. Yeah. And it was still a guess. This is part of your Reverend um, Dr. Esquire era to write really <laughs> difficult quizzes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. That's I funny. am in my uh, my Reverend Scotland Green uh, Esquire MD era for sure. <laughs> um, okay. So we can start on our little discussion. We have some little bullet points of things to talk Ooh. about this week in wrestling yeah we don't work off a script brother we you know we just got bullet points and we go yeah, yeah. we got the fishbone that's right mm -hmm. uh first Austin up say. this week was the wwe draft oh yeah i know we're all huge wwe uh <laughs> fanboys. i mean you know me i was on the edge of my seat yeah the edge of your seat in another room <laughs> on the tv <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know some of the moves. I, I kind of, uh, you know, I listen to the Observer and stuff, so I, I know the big moves and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I paid money to subscribe to the Observer, oh, and this yeah. one made so much fun of me. I, yeah, I, I, I did that I for years. 
I don't think I made fun of you. I just you were like, and you can get it for free. Oh yeah, I, I think I did. Like... Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. But there's there's all the other stuff you can get that's part of it. You know, you can't you. I, I would recommend reading the Observer, like reading the the weekly Meltzer newsletter, and then like checking out old ones because that's what that's where the real value is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and those other shows are fun too. That's good to know because I just subscribed to it and I'm I am a little overwhelmed because there's like so much of it that they send you literally like an instruction newsletter <laughs> after you oh sign God. up. They're like, oh, and how to do it, and like how to. <laughs> That's a very Dave Meltzer thing to do, though, is to just send you a long thing where yeah. he describes yeah. something. Um, but he did. Uh, I did watch him and Brian Alvarez today talk a little bit about this. Uh, speaking of the draft, the uh, Rhea Bianca belt swap. So they it's, did that. They did another silly belt swap. They're yeah, gonna. It seems like they're gonna. I pretty much every like if you've seen one WWE draft or lived if you've lived through one WWE draft, yeah. you've lived through this one. Nothing yeah. really is different. Also, I watched I didn't watch any of SmackDown. I watched a little bit of Raw or I tried to watch like half of Raw. It truly like reading it on the Wrestling Observer is all you need to do. It yeah. I, can't describe to you how much this wasn't anything I would refer to as a show, like of any genre across any type of media. It was like what about like the Oscars? It was less of a show than the Oscars. <laughs> it's just it was just like there's really no story to any of the moves or like and how they did. Like sometimes I've seen in the it's past, it's just two old timers like, coming out, right? Or yeah, it's it just like being like, uh, uh, yeah, I guess Raw takes uh, Von Wagner. I don't know. Yeah, unfortunately, Von <laughs> Wagner didn't make it. But <laughs> oh no, uh, no, he maybe next year for Von Wagner. Uh, <laughs> uh, even though he's the best in the world, but uh, but yeah, it was literally just like yeah, Booker T and Charmel. Who Charmel did a great job, by the way. She read some names. And it was nice to see Charmel again. Not that Booker yeah. T didn't, but I see Booker all the time. Um, yeah, and... how can we miss you, Booker, when you don't leave? Exactly. And so it literally is just like some. They'll have a match that's unrelated, and then they'll just like case in point. They they tricked like they were gonna. They they tried to like swerve us like they were gonna separate the bloodline. So on SmackDown, they drafted Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman. To SmackDown, oh, but then not the Usos. Then not the Usos, and then on Raw, there's some like teases or whatever. And then all that happened is like in the second round draft thing, which was just like I can't remember if it was Booker or I think it was Charmel read it, and it just was like <laughs> the Usos are also going to SmackDown. And it was like no, there wow. was no anything. It's just funny because like the company that everybody's like they tell stories, they have the stories, and it's like I can't tell you a single story that they're telling. Yeah. <laughs> Other than they, maybe blood saying, the story that they like telling is saying that they tell stories. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. It's their own story, really. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 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 Um, but I did also with the the. I mean, I didn't watch the draft clearly because why missed out? The, the, there's very yeah. little selling of it going on some, in this house. Let me tell you, yeah, some real five star <laughs> uh, name readings on there. Um, but I did uh, again listen to Dave Meltzer today talking about how WWE is currently in chaos and nobody knows what's happening until it happens because Vince of the is back. One person. Yeah, that's it's right. so funny, man. It's it's like it's sad. I would be really angry and really sad if this was the only wrestling I watched, you know? But, mm-hmm. like, luckily, there's a whole wide world of wrestling, and I can just be like, yep, that's Vince. That's the that's the show I stopped watching. <laughs> yeah, if this was... I think that a lot. I'm like, if this was, like, 12 years ago, I would be beside myself with depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit, if this was eight years ago, it would yeah. just be like... I would be like frothing mad yeah. <laughs> about draft moves and stuff <laughs> well thank you tony khan from yeah, the bottom of my yeah. heart Jeremy. <laughs> merch okay sparing <laughs> me whatever reality they're imagining right now Oof, um, yeah, dark yeah somehow well, Scotland, a darker what, timeline what um to ask to ask you a question Scotland. what would you say is the best WWE brand. If you were going to be drafted, which one would you want to be drafted onto? 
because you've trained like as if a wrestler. I was a wrestler oh sure mm-hmm. <laughs> you have. I uh, yeah that's true yeah yeah true. i did nine months or ten months at the house of glory uh academy i got beat up uh i got <laughs> yeah, big guys selling for me and all that and it's fun uh i would go to smackdown for sure because there's two hours it, it's seen by more people raw is a a, a mess that they don't mm-hmm. truly don't care about anymore in the same way that they care about smackdown so Put me on SmackDown. Put me in the maximum male models if they're if they're on SmackDown. They still are. There you go. Get I've me. Seen I believe. I've seen them recently. Mansois and Masse, I think. Yeah, yeah. Just That's put great. A I mean, I... over the O in my name and put me in there, baby. I love it. <laughs> well, and then another thing about the draft that is funny is that you know they're going to do that belt swap, but we didn't really talk about the belt swap too much. Do they do these every year? So they, so here, all right. So they did did a tag one. They did Mm. when they did like the original draft in, you know, 2002 to like 11 or whatever it was, 12, whatever that first draft that they did, they didn't brand the titles. So each brand had like a world title and a mid card title and a women's title and tag team titles, but they weren't like the SmackDown women's champion. Mm. Yeah. It was like the women's champion. I think the Divas champion ever. So if they swapped a brand, they would always end up evening it out through pay-per-view shenanigans or whatever. Yeah. Like they Um, do with the uh, IC and the US belts now. Like those always switch in the draft and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. So like this year, Gunther and um, uh, Austin Theory switched and they have the IC and US titles. Uh, and it's no big deal. They can just be on opposite brands, and it doesn't matter. But because the women's and tag titles are branded to their show, they have to swap them. Um, they do some goofy shit, and it just shows that they have no thought, that they didn't think about this at all in nope. the lead-up. And it's not even like a goofy thing that it's like, oh, it's like it's, it's again, back to this thing where it's like, it's not even a show. There's not even, it's literally just they walk up to each other. The, when the, when they, the New Day and the Street Profits had to switch the tag titles like two years ago or three years or whatever it was, it, it, they just had a backstage segment. With, it wasn't even in the ring. It was a backstage yeah. segment with Adam yeah. Pierce where he was like, you're going to have to do a title swap. And they just handed each other the titles. And then, what was it, two years ago or something, they had uh, Charlotte and Becky had to swap the Raw and SmackDown women's titles. Oh, and that was yeah. a whole fiasco because they like Charlotte maybe like dropped the belt on purpose or something because she was. Yeah, she threw the belt. Someone threw the belt. I don't remember. But yeah, yeah. there was some drama with that. Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. The fight backstage where somebody dropped the belt. Yeah. I think it led to like an altercation backstage. It was Charlotte, she, wasn't it? Yeah. She, it was Charlotte. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Char- they, they, they did that in the ring and then yeah. there was real heat after the fact, I think. Was mm. the- and then they did do a match at least later. Um it it also annoys me because like New Day or uh, sorry Street Profits in that title reign had been champs for like if you take the combined two tag title reigns they had they were champs for like a year or something mm-hmm. but it's like you cut it off in the middle and like reset it which only really bothers like a a nerd like me famously if you but, go back and watch but, last week's episode the first fifteen minutes is just John being angry about title continuity it really is but i mean uh, that's the thing that people are fighting for it so it should have some sort of sense and and yeah <laughs> it should be grounded like it, it i think like a better solution would be if you're a champion and you're drafted to the other show you drop your belt straight up you drop your belt and then mm-hmm. that that show has a, a whatever a tournament or whatever the hell to get a new champ and then all the guys that are drafted over there get a chance to show their stuff and you know can like there's even a new audience if like yeah. I, I love the fact i love the fact that it's like i only watch raw like they have that 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 person exists in Rand loyalty okay. yeah once someone's drafted to raw it's like well who is this oh i have i've never seen gunther in my life <laughs> yeah uh-uh not new on day. my three-hour <laughs> wrestling show all I know about these separate brands is that Raw is clearly for Republicans because it's red, mm-hmm. and yeah. Blue is for uh, or SmackDown is for the Democrats. That kind right? of is true in a way. In a way, <laughs> yeah, they're they're both for Republicans, really. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a a, a fake uh, battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like the elections, yeah. Right? Is, yeah. This is a stupid question. Is SmackDown live? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I know is, Raw. It used to not be. Yeah. Okay, that's all right. 
Yeah, they used to tape it on Tuesdays, and then it would air Thursdays or Fridays, yeah. depending on yeah. the year you were SmackDown in. used yeah. to be the clear B show. Yes. I'm pretty sure and- SmackDown is coming to New York in June or July. We yeah. shall go. Sure. I would get- rather go to a SmackDown than a Raw, for sure. Yeah, it's shorter, and uh, <laughs> I mean... And they care about it a little bit yeah. more. That's why I was sad when I saw that Gunther was going to Raw, because I was like... Oh, that sucks. He's yeah. even though Triple H maybe runs the uh, both shows. Raw is just I just I've said this before, probably said this on this podcast. When I've watched Raw, I, it's just the truest definition of like nihilism and emptiness I've ever <laughs> experienced. It's just it's so meaningless. <laughs> Everything about it is just so meaningless, and that's why it's so funny to even get mad about these uh, yeah. these draft picks. Is I'm like. In a couple months, it means like, nothing. It means nothing. People will be on both brands. They already yeah, have yeah. free agents that can go to both shows. Like none of this, it means anything. It's funny because I didn't become a regular wrestling watcher famously until AEW, and I remember being so confused at AEW having a card, like having a being <laughs> knowing able to what the up, matches like, are going to be. Yeah, I was like, wait, yeah. you could do this. This was an option, but it's like actually no, and. <laughs> <laughs> I love in kayfabe that Raw goes on the air every week with no show plan. With nothing. Yeah. And they just hope that two wrestlers come out and, and get pissed at each I other. And I fully thought that was like how all wrestling worked for the longest time. Because all I knew was <laughs> WWE and like Lucha, which I didn't understand. So I would just yeah. be like, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I hope, I hope every week backstage they have Dolph Ziggler waiting. It's like, well, it's no... <laughs> No matches yet, Dolph. You might be able to go do 15 minutes of stand-up, buddy. <laughs> every week. Sorry, man. Austin Theory pissed off uh, Bobby Lashley. So, yeah. Sorry, bud. Isn't that kind of what Elias's gimmick was? That he was trying to always like do a song and yeah. get interrupted. Pretty much, the whole yeah. Time? Hmm. Is he still around? He is. He is. They beat him up a lot, and it makes me sad. It's part uh. of why. That's that's why I don't watch WWE, folks. Yeah, they Elias drove me away. Walk with <laughs> yeah, because I walk with Elias, and then they trip me. I walked with Ezekiel too, to be honest. I liked Ezekiel. I would have marched with Ezekiel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a fun gimmick. It is. I, I he's one of brother. the more creative ones, in my opinion. You yeah. Know? Um. Should we go talk about our next thing? Sure. I think we Unless... can all say that the WWE draft stinks. <laughs> And that's our thought on that. That's not a bit we've ever done before, but I'm making it. I like the fact that I'm in my pink giant jacket that I decided to wear randomly at the last minute because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like Renee Paquette. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm like moderating a conversation between two wrestlers who have beef. <laughs> we got to start yelling now. This is yeah. a very Renee jacket. It is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Renee. You're much cuter than this jacket. <laughs> anyway. Um, you can pull it off. She could. She could pull anything off. She's gorgeous. Anyway, uh, so our next topic is there's a special surprise coming to Impact this week. That they've already announced. Oh, but it's yeah. also a surprise. <laughs> it was a surprise. <laughs> it's a surprise that we know about that is also going to be a surprise. Um, and Trinity Fatu has debuted at Impact Wrestling. Yay. Yeah. No, I'm motioning. I'm just. I don't blame them for spoiling it because they yeah. need they, they need, need the people buzz. to watch the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I would not know to watch it if they didn't spoil it. For real. I did watch last week's Impact though, and it was it was nice. It was enjoyable. I like that. I enjoy that they they do have more women's matches, which is awesome. Yep. I was about um, to say then, she she went to the right place. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's definitely more for her to do there. And then I also like that they have a lot of. Um, skits i know that, i know i know not to call them that but like they do like skits and stuff and i like that's what i'm here for Real man Saturday Night Live i'm here over for there. the skits <laughs> <laughs> like they had a whole witch's coven doing the the earth air fire water shit i was like this is oh, what shit. i come to wrestling for yes. witchcraft and skits hmm. they do have more skits i was thinking at first i was a little confused that she went to impact and not like AEW because she is big star. star. I mean, yeah. But then I thought about what you guys were saying is that Impact is a great destination for women's wrestling, and has and has been for the last like fifteen years or whatever. Yeah, it has the yeah. best division in in North America. Yeah, they were on the cover of Pro Wrestling Illustrated last uh, month or something. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. No, but I agree because it's like in AEW, you have, we always talk about this, you have like two or three, two women's storylines mm-hmm. pos- possible. Yeah. Now they have three. Now they have three. They have <laughs> wow. the, uh, yeah, I, I realized that the other day because they usually only have two, maybe one, but now mm-hmm. they have moved up to three because they have the uh, uh, Anna J and uh, yes. Julia Hart feud. Yes. And I was like, yes. wow, that's a feud that's not for a belt. Because they have the two belts, so that's an automatic two mm-hmm. feuds. But like, really, it's like, come on, Tony. You would think it would be an automatic two feuds, but Jade is rarely in <laughs> any true. kind of story. That's my biggest <laughs> issue with that is like, I'm totally fine with Jade having a long run and all this stuff, but she's had that belt for so long. Like, the entire existence of that belt is just her, and she never even really defends it against people on the roster. So this Ty of Valkyrie thing is good. And like, sometimes she has good title defenses against like people that get something out of it. But usually it's just yeah. like she squashes a guest. It's not even like she's squashing people on the roster. I know you don't want to squash your whole roster, but it yeah. does kind of feel like that belt doesn't exist really. Yeah. It's, like, a, it's a pocket universe. Yeah. That's just to build up her, her numbers. Yeah. yeah. And it does make it so that you oftentimes will only have like one women's slot on a dynamite. And mm-hmm. then it's like oh, always oh. I, I don't think they've ever not. I feel like it's always one. It's one women's match and then one promo and they're usually in a row. And yeah. uh, and it's like, geez. Yeah, I think have I made this joke before that it's like uh, improv in 2012. It's like there's <laughs> one woman there with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> we got a girl. <laughs> yes, it's uh, true. I mean, that was and for a while it was only Brit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. It's just Britt Baker. Nice, it's not just, and now it's it's. I mean, I'm telling you, no one in AEW gets more, but especially if you count AEW and ROH, mm-hmm. no one is as consistently on television outside of like John Moxley than Sky Blue. Oh, yeah. Sky Blue <laughs> is on every taping. Yeah, she's watching. She's she's almost every. If she's, she's not hustling. on Dynamite, she's on Rampage. If she's not on Rampage, she's on ROH. She is hustling. Wow, she is that's hustling. great though. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I it's funny because whenever we talk about this, I always think, oh, we must be some of the only people who think about this because we're so, we're so woke. But then uh, <laughs> but then I was listening to yeah, Dave Meltzer like a week ago or something, and he was talking about how AEW really messed up uh by not pulling the trigger on Willow four months ago. Yeah, yeah Willow should have beat yeah, she should have yeah. beat Jade for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Meltzer would just plainly like they should have pulled the trigger on Willow four months ago. It's a huge mistake they made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean she's still she's around. a big time baby face. She's, yeah. I mean she's so good at everything, and like I almost didn't even like I saw her a few times. And I was like, oh, she's good. And then I think I when I saw her live, I really was like, oh my god, she's like so good at every aspect of wrestling. Yeah, and people like, love yeah. her. And like I, I, you know, I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but when we saw her at um full gear in november yeah. I, remember, I remember thinking oh this person will be a champion in a few months clearly surely this is a very popular good wrestler yeah i it, i have been watching roh which almost feels like they're paying me to watch it because it is a very like it's 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 a totally fine show but they're really like fi- it's basically just dark elevation with like more stakes and the matches are longer yeah um, title matches and there are title matches and it's like, I mean, <coughs> some of the matches are really good, but you know, it's definitely like just finding itself kind of. Um, mm-hmm. And it does seem like they might be, cause they already did Athena versus Willow Nightingale for the ROH yeah. women's world title. And it seems like Willow's might still be in the background of that. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're like going to circle back to her and have her eventually beat Athena. Athena's a highlight of that show, by the way, if you're, if you're going to watch anything, yeah, she's great on ROH every week. If you're, if you want to dip your toe into ROH, the Athena stuff is yeah, always fun. I just want to put it out there that I actually think Willow could beat Jade like now. And that would be awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone would flip out. Everyone would love it. <laughs> and then and Jade she... gets to move on and, and grow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and... think you pitched something actually to our uh, little group chat. Uh, that Jade potentially losing the title and then what she could do afterwards. Which I think What was your great. idea? Well, she would drop the title, and then uh, and then they would have the uh, the outcasts beating up the the baby faces, as we've seen. And then who makes the save? It's Jade, and then they run away from Jade, and she's on the babyface team uh, defending AEW against the outcasts. And I think that would be perfect. 
Yeah. That would be good. She's not even in that sphere. She never interacts with any of those women ever. No. Yeah, she never yeah. interacts with almost anybody. That's why it's always funny when she's like, I beat everybody here. And it's like, you haven't wrestled almost anybody on the actual <laughs> yeah. roster. That's great. Right. Nobody's more of an AEW original than she is. She's like never yeah. wrestled anywhere else. So yeah. Yeah. first she's match like had Shaq in it. Yeah, she exactly. <laughs> she's been, like, nobody should be more offended at somebody shitting on that brand than her because she is a cornerstone of it. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And so that would be great. We could and also then, do Broken Jade. <laughs> delete <laughs> Tony delete the shit um, wherever she usually says so many fun things that would be fun just because it's Jade and mm-hmm. she's like such like a tough tough gal that imagining her doing anything kind of theatrical like that is just immediately funny <laughs> yeah and she never like really steps out of her pocket but I'm like she's formed you know what I mean like mm-hmm. we've crafted yeah. the character I believe in her at this point. I want to see her like step out of her comfort zone and do more stuff. Like I understand having her have the long title mm-hmm. reign, but but yeah, that's that's why you know AEW's losses impacts gain because that is a big big deal. Absolutely, for them. yeah. Um, and they I need think... it. They impact needs it. God bless them. I you know I can't find the time to watch them, but uh, yeah. I'm glad they exist. <laughs> that's my exact feeling on impact. I'm like I've, I've tried. Yeah. I can't do it. But I hope they. I'm so glad that they exist, and I want them yeah. to continue existing. Yeah, it's something there's, about there's it. There's too I, much. There's just too much. But that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Find what you I, like. I can't figure out. There's something about Impact that makes it a little bit difficult for me to watch sometimes, and I don't know what it is. It's just either a vibe, or maybe it's a style that I don't always gel with. As much mm. as I gel with like a dynamite, or maybe it's just a rhythm to the show. I'm gonna do some more research and figure out. What well, you got to watch a couple impacts at this point. Yeah, well, I've, I have. I've watched several, but this is how I know because I watch it and I'm like, hmm, just not. I'm not. I'm not getting as jazzed as I do when I watch dark. Even dark, you know, when I watch dark, I'm like, ooh. Impact doesn't <laughs> have like they barely have a crowd. That maybe and that's I, it. It's very yeah. small. It still kind it, of feels like pandemic wrestling. Yeah, bit. it feels small. Yeah. Like it feels kind of small. And I think the fact that it does feel okay, I'm crystallizing this opinion. So like women of wrestling has the same issue uh, and impact. A lot, you know, a lot of the smaller promotions have that issue where it's like um, there's a small crowd and you're in a small place because you're whatever. You're just filming it for TV. Fine. Um, but like it's like an indie show, but an indie show, like I accept it. My brain accepts it because it's very DIY seeming when they film yes. those indie shows, you know, and it's kind of, it's kind of punky, but when I yeah, have that like, wild. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but when I have that like super <clears throat> produced TV look with like a small crowd, I think the vibe is just a little off because unless you're being super silly and like weird yeah. Yeah. and like doing crazy shit, then it's like, okay. But if you're just wrestling, it's just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's what the issue is, is that I need I need more in one direction or another. It's in this uncomfortable, uncanny, uncanny valley middle. Yeah, right I now. think MLW is is right there as well. They're yes, both MLW. MLW and Impact are very similar looking and feeling and roster wise. It's and it's it, yeah. it, I think you're you're right on by saying it's like the smallness and the overproduced where it's like if you're a small show, you want to be like a wild show. You want yeah. you want things to like ECW, you know? Yeah, it's like you don't, yeah, yeah. It's like if it's, yeah, if it's too produced, it's like you feel like you're watching, like you said, a pandemic show or like a a, a studio wrestling show. Yeah, because I'll watch the GCW shows mm-hmm. easy. Like I, mm-hmm. I find it very easy to watch a GCW show on Fight. And so I think if they maybe did a more handheld look, it might be. These are my notes for yeah. the people Court, who produce no, Impact. Uh, Who's in charge? Yeah, I don't know who owns it now. Santino, isn't his name San- Santino Morella? Yeah. <laughs> who copyrighted the name because WWE let it lapse or something or it didn't care wow. about it anymore. Um, yeah, Impact is definitely in that. It, it, it's also very similar to ROH bef- right before Tony Khan bought it. There was yes. like almost indecipherable difference. Like it, there was almost no difference mm-hmm. between the two of them. Um, yeah. And then like even when you watch, you know, current ROH, it can get a little bit like that, even though it's like in the same place that a lot of dynamite tapings are at but but going back to that like kind of anything can happen wild feel it's like if you watch old school ring of honor stuff it's like a totally i mean it is it is a totally different promotion at that point and it's all like yeah crazy another one other thing instead of being silly 
in wrestling if you go to one extreme or the other because I, I one of my favorite matches I've ever seen had literally no audience and that was Walter versus Ilya Dragunov for the oh, NXT yeah. United Kingdom Championship and it was like right when they brought back NXT UK during the pandemic and there was literally did not have a an audience at all it was just in an empty like WrestleMania that WrestleMania they did as soon as lockdown happened where it was like they didn't even have fake crowd noise which is nothing and they just beat the shit out of each other for like, you know. <laughs> and so it was like that. I was also engaged in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so if impact was just people shooting on each other or yeah. complete <laughs> nonsense cartoon uh, <laughs> wrestling, that's what you need. Impact, but keep going. We love yeah. you. I watched a bunch of their stuff when during the AEW little crossover thing, and they had some great, they had yeah. some great matches. I enjoyed some of their pay per views. I think I think that match that I picked for match of the week, if like a month or so ago where they were fighting with keyboards and stuff, computer oh, yeah. parts. It was Joe Hendry and Moose, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yes, it was oh. Joe Hendry and Moose. I'm pretty sure that was Impact. Mm-hmm. No, it but was, that yeah. was really great because there was all these weird items coming into the ring. Yeah, so Joe that Hendry was really using fun. like a little RC car. Yeah, um, it was great. I haven't seen a lot of Joe Hendry. I've heard good things about him. I heard he's, he's funny. very funny. He has all these music videos that are always gets stuck in my head where he has, he has a little song that goes like, I believe in Joe Hendry. And he does a clap like a very robotic kind of clap in his song that plays before um he comes out and uh yeah he's a funny scottish guy anyway oh he's scottish yeah now i have to to like him i i (laughs) i just thought he was a uh an american dude no he's a He's a bro with an accent, so it's cool wow. to like him, you know? I didn't realize he was Scottish. Huh. I thought he was, was just, you know, English. No, I'm pretty sure he's gotta, Scottish because he, like, he sounds like Gerard Butler when he talks. So, um, Okay. Oh, and then our, another, our next topic is the, the big announcement that All In sold 35,000 tickets in the pre-sale today, day one of the pre-sale. That's right. That's 35,000. That's like a huge show even... <clears throat> that's if bigger that than it. they've ever done already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's even... going to be the biggest non WWE uh, show and the biggest, I guess, non North Korea show too. They had that North Korea show with a hundred thousand people that oh, right, had, right. had oh. to be there. They oh. just had yeah. to be there. <laughs> you literally <laughs> had to, you <laughs> yeah. had to be there. You yeah. Could not yeah. Leave, they were uh... dying to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's a huge thing. And obviously they're going to sell more tickets, but it's like, and they're going all in on it too. They're apparently yeah. going to try to sell out the whole like ninety thousand seat arena. <laughs> there was already some. Uh, there was like a reporter tweeting that uh, <laughs> they they were not planning on. They were only planning to do like forty thousand. And our beloved Tony Khan and all his Tony Khan. Oh, I love it. Like lies. This is bullshit or something. <laughs> like you totally like cursing. Tony! Like he was like you're lying. Oh, How's Tony. that? And he was like. Tell was it was something like tell your friend Nick Khan to like shove it up. It his was, ass he said, something. "Tell your agent Nick Khan to shove wow. it up his ass." Wow! Wow! Directly like cursing out the, the mess. competition. The love mess. it. I love it. I love, Tony I love it too. I love. That's what you want out of a wrestling promoter. He's a wrestling yeah. promoter. He should be a maniac of some sort. Yeah. You know? I'm. I'm glad he's like a Twitter maniac and not a. a uh, 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 a rapist like Vince McMahon, you know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, you know, I was like, what, what's worse than a Twitter maniac? And you got me there. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's just one level. No, um, they're very. Uh, yeah, yeah here, no, here's I, here's the tweet. <laughs> he says, "Lies! What a load of crap!" Tell your agent Nick Khan to shove it up his ass. <laughs> Tony, we love you, you messy king. We love it. Don't ever change. That's my CEO. Right there. That's our dark Brandon, Tony Khan. Yeah. Yeah. We love him. Let's go, Tony. Um, Okay, should we do uh, Oh Shoot? Yeah. So this is, uh, we used to call this Gossip Corner. Now, and now it's, every we're other always week. trying to think of a new clever name for it. We've never settled on I like one. A, I like Oh Shoot. Oh shoot! <laughs> oh shoot! So, at that, uh, it's a, it's all all the gossip that we heard about this week yeah, in wrestling. Okay. This is unsubstantiated bullshit. People are just talking about, yeah, which on most wrestling news websites are the headlines. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So, John, <clears throat> kick us off. Okay. Uh, so, at that same Impact taping where Trinity uh, Fought 2 debuted, it was in Chicago. So, who shows uh -oh. up for the guy who apparently now goes to every wrestling show that's in <laughs> Chicago? Yeah. CM Punk. And wrestling-themed <laughs> birthday party. If you have wrestling yeah. decorations, he will be he there. He will just walk in. <laughs> he doesn't even need... So Punk was backstage at Impact, apparently, and uh, it went. So he was at Raw the previous week, and he talked to some people and maybe tried. To, I was I was kind of a CM Punk apologist, really giving him the benefit of a lot of doubt that he mm -hmm. was trying to genuinely bury the hatchet with some people. Um, but he was asked to leave and did. But at Impact, apparently, it was all chill. Because I mean, what it would be, he Look, would be, they, yeah, they, very this sad is the greatest day of their asked. lives to have Punk yeah. come there. If impact, if impact, like if I showed it up in impact, they would, well, they wouldn't kick me out. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, they'd give Cheetah Dust a contract. Exactly, Cheetah <laughs> Dust would be the digital media champion very quickly. <laughs> um, and so, so he was backstage. Apparently, he played some Uno, is what I'm hearing. He was, oh just wow, totally, I did not yeah, hear that. Just totally I didn't chill. Hear that either. Jordan Grace took a picture with him, tweeted it, or Instagrammed yeah. it. Yeah, so everything seemed fine. The CM Punk apology door continues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, New Japan, Raw, Impact. Oh man, I hope he shows up in New Japan because, like, oh, I was just in he, the did. he did, he oh, he did, he did. Right. At, he he was at the first uh, Mercedes show. That's in, right, Battle yeah. of the Valley. I uh, I also wanted to add to this that uh, Joey Janela of GCW, uh, in response to CM Punk showing up at Impact, announced that CM Punk would only be allowed at the GCW, uh, GCW locker room if he watched the Rocky movies first. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyed that tweet from Mr. Joey Janelle. Joey Janelle is a good topical, <laughs> topical joke guy. He, he is. Knows he knows the understands buzz. Um, it's so it, I don't believe that he. At CM Punk is such a movie guy. From everything I've heard, it seems insane that he wouldn't. But I do remember him being on Cole Cabana's podcast like uh, over a decade ago and talking about how he had. So like 2010, right? How he had just for the first time seen Jurassic Park. Yeah, and you say and he's a movie guy. I what? guess maybe well, I, he just we, talked about movies a little bit. We watched uh, on the potluck. We watched, um, and I split it up into like six parts right. or something. But there is some video of CM Punk for I don't know GQ or something where he's watching all these wrestling scenes in different movies and breaking them down. Uh -huh. And uh, he hadn't seen it most of those movies, and neither had I. That was like the thing. I was like, oh, I haven't seen that either. I'm just That's like Punk. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe, I'm I mean, just like Punk. Sam Punk is the kind of guy who I bet he saw The Godfather once, and now he's like, I'm a real film buff. <laughs> you may a never have bro. said that. I, could I be saw, I saw a Coppola movie. You ever heard of Coppola? You guys ever heard of Star Wars? Classic film, nominated for Best Picture, I'm just saying. I like the classics. Yeah. I, I dig deep, dig down deep, get... Uh, Empire Strikes Back. You ever heard of that one? Oh, wow. Oh, wow, deep cut. Wow. I would deep you know what? I would love to see have they ever done wrestling in Star Wars? I think they've maybe done like fight pit, like underground fighting oh. things. Yeah. I don't think we've seen any wrestling in Star Wars. Well, they hmm. had they had that um Coliseum in the Clone they Wars. They did some wrestling moves. I bet in the books they had some shit and it's not canon anymore. In the comic books, they probably had some. I don't know why we're some trying shit to think. with 3PO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R2 and 3PO yeah. end up being yeah. in a tag match. <laughs> oh, that, um, you, know what that, you know where that might have happened is on that droids cartoon. Something like that could be because that was very much just like a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh man, I would love to to do that. Yeah, I was I was about to sit here and go like, why are Scotland and I trying to think of it when if Wars you don't thing. know a Star Wars thing, there is no way that he and I are yeah, gonna know And if uh, we did, you would literally just melt. Like you yeah. would like disappear. If I didn't know about it. You would disappear um, in a puff of smoke. Well, I would love to see the Star Wars, and I would hope that it nope. was a work. <laughs> and it was not a shoot because I don't like that yeah. when it's I mean I don't love it when it's a shoot and something I've noticed in stuff when, when wrestling's in stuff is like often as we've seen on the potluck because we see a lot of we see a lot of clips from like sitcom wrestling and wrestling media episodes. yeah yeah and uh it's often a shoot like it's often wrestling's often real um but something but sometimes it's not like sometimes they'll make it a work or whatever but I have noticed almost never 
I can't think of almost a single time that a wrestling fan has been portrayed on any sort of <laughs> TV show or movie where they don't understand that it's a work. Yeah. Wrestling fans always are just like kind of dumb, like bloodthirsty, kind of like real. adult children. Yeah. That just are like, oh, the, the you know, the, the macho man's going to kill Hogan. You know, and it's just they're very... I don't know. There's never like Smarks. You don't see Smarks on TV. Yes, yeah, Smarks are not represented in in, uh, in yeah. television. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have, well, this is a this is a potluck preview, but I'm I'm sitting on an episode of uh, of uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> from the '80s, where they end up wrestling, and uh, yeah, it, there's no Smarks in that. They, <laughs> wow, that's exclusive for us that we can break that exclusively here on sure. Charlie's yeah, Wrestling yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Who knows oh, when it'll man. actually find its way to the to the show, but I had I had is, that saved. Rumor Mill is saying <laughs> Yeah. Alvin Alvin would be a smart. Or maybe he Simon. Would. Simon would, yeah. Simon would. Um yeah. what else do we have on here, John? Okay, so we had a few a few small uh things. Gunther is an, he's he's married to uh Ginny. Formerly uh, an NXT UK superstar. Did you who send them a gift? Retired. I have not sent them a gift yet. But yeah, that was, wasn't there. And the reason I wanted to gossip about this is because wasn't, I'm pretty sure that the timeline of all this was that Walter was a big star in the UK and he did a lot of mm-hmm. stuff in the US too. But he didn't, and he was clearly like a guy that should be signed to NXT when NXT Classic was like Triple the H's, thing. like took all the best wrestler, all the best indie wrestlers and made like, the biggest indie promotion in the world. So Walter was like, you know, ripe for this, but he didn't want to leave. He lived in Austria, I think, or somewhere in Europe, and he didn't want to leave because he had, like, he was married and he lived there. And then the compromise was like, I'll do NXT UK so I don't have to leave home. And then I, I don't know if there was <laughs> a crossover between, because he's now married to somebody else. So I don't know if there was a crossover with Ginny, who was, and they are with him wrestling in NXT UK. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know if there was a crossover there, but now he lives in Florida or whatever. And yeah. Monday now Night he's Raw. like so cut he... up, lives in Florida, and is, uh, is married to a, a former roster member of NXT UK. Yeah. We got him. We got him. <laughs> we got him. We did get him. We, we got him. And yeah, like you said, he's all cut up now. He's in shape. I think we... You, you were surprised at seeing an older Walter match on, because uh, I think you watched oh, yeah. Speedball versus Walter. I did. Oh yeah, yeah from, from Potluck, Potluck. Potluck, which was a great example of a really like cinematically filmed. Like I love the way that. Oh, was Oh yeah, that was a, a company called Riptide Wrestling that I haven't heard a lot from. Someone submitted that match to me. They su- submitted a couple, and uh, yeah, they had a great. They shot it differently. It had like three big spotlights, and it was yeah very cinematic. It was cool. Yeah, it looked really dramatic and and was compelling was yeah a compelling match it really looked like a movie it was like so i think somebody said it looked like lucha, <laughs> lucha underground which is something that also would do that um but yeah gunther man I don't, he's, he's a little mad he could be on a reality show i'm just saying there could be a reality show about gunther oh yeah i would watch that um and then uh in a similar vein carmella and Corey graves are having a baby oh having a little baby well that's i that's guess great that's yeah. great yeah uh, if that's what saved us from having Carmella pop into that I, Bianca I Oscar match, then thank that baby <laughs> as the Jesus like, Christ be born. I, I was literally going to say that, but then I thought that would be too mean. Well, <laughs> I'll do it. I don't even dislike Carmella, actually. I think Carmella is a lot better. No, it does sound better coming from, you, okay. coming from me. I think it sounds mean. <laughs> I just wanted to watch Oscar versus Bianca, and we didn't need... Carmella can be... I was going to say Carmella could be a backlash, but... We'll see. Now yeah. we'll miss her and she'll be back and it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And then what's this about Bray? What's this about? What's this? This is unsubstantiated. Maybe write? maybe oh. Bray Wyatt, who is was not eligible for the draft, was not mentioned in the draft, maybe has a new writer. A scab during the writer's strike? <laughs> they're not I, They're definitely not union. Yeah. They're That's the line. not. <laughs> The Teamsters there aren't unionized. <laughs> Nobody is union in WWE. But uh, yeah, maybe Bray Wyatt, I've heard, might have a new writer who can... I, I'm just thinking maybe maybe that'll help. <laughs> I don't think it will. Um, I don't think it will. I yeah. think Bray's problems are, are, are structural. 
I don't, I don't yeah. think they're aesthetic. I think, yeah, I think he can't, he needs, he needs to be in a rated R situation. He can't be on PG 13 TV or P- TV PG. I just don't think it works for his character. I mean, maybe if they, and they don't can... really even do anything, you know, there's a bunch yeah. of things that are, that look like something. It's like, wow, this looks like a, a, a good, story <laughs> you know and yeah. it's just like it's a false it's just it's like a fake western town in a movie it, it's not <laughs> a real there's nothing really there i don't know and i i used to like bray wyatt but it's really just kind of hollow and it's all for no reason this is a great <laughs> description of most wwe stuff it looks like it's something and then if you really look at it it's nothing and it's yeah, so yeah. hollow and it's pointless and they just do the same thing over and over again on repeat it's for and the video package the video yeah. packages are great because you're mm-hmm. you're seeing what what the, i guess the story is but if you watch it week to week it's like what the hell is this what's going on it, for sure that's what especially with bray wyatt because it's like everything's super goofy and it's he's a really talented performer yeah. but it's just the stories never go anywhere the uncle howdy thing has been going he came back in october i don't know who uncle howdy is or why he's yeah. there. It's yeah. been six months. Well, we saw him in a Mountain Dew match. We did. He sold a few Mountain Dew pitch blacks. And that is, oh, that's God's work. Yeah, it's important. It's important, man. No, I just think it would be so cool if he was like, because like, even like what House of Black does is so yeah. Much oh, yeah. more compelling. And it's like. Absolutely. And that's, that's like almost the same thing where yeah. it's like, exactly. that's really like, nothing. The house of black is really nothing as well. There's no stories there or anything. It's just a, yeah. a look. It's just, but it's like, it, because they can like really do it, like genuinely like scarily and yeah. be kind yeah. of like disturbing. It like just works better. And I just feel like that's what is always holding Barry back is that he just needs more freedom to. to oh express. yeah. To do. They also end stuff yeah. with the house of black. They'll have a feud. They'll have purposeful promos to sell <laughs> yeah. a feud or a match. They do the feud or the match, and then they move on to something else. Bray Wyatt just says the same thing over and over again. Some of the segments are really good, and he's a really good actor, and he can sell stuff as best as he can. But yes. when there's no point and no end to the road, it's, I mean, it's, there's and a lot of things I, I can get I into. I hate here. to say it, but. Also, those guys can wrestle, and I don't know if Bray Wyatt can wrestle anymore. The last time I saw him wrestle, they turned the lights off. <laughs> so who knows if he can even like work uh, a you know good series of matches i don't know and i you know i like bray wyatt but i don't know he used to be able to wrestle really well but it's just a good point yeah. i have not seen him have a regular match in a long time even before his his return like i don't I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't really. Yeah, that's uh, a big. That's a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, wrestling unfortunately is uh, a large part of wrestling. Um, <laughs> you know, AEW has a product. WWE is just concerned with like exponential growth. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like yeah, you know, that's the thing. They're with, they're a corporation. Yes, and that's a thing with a lot of businesses it's like you eventually if you grow too large you just are trying to grow and then it's not sustainable and also you don't really care about your product anymore and it definitely shows they don't really seem to care and they don't care if we care um that's why raw is sad uh but yeah so maybe this new writer will (laughs) if you're listening we really love and support you we do i genuinely do i want you genuinely really like you as a guy i would love to i would and as a wrestler we we love you i would be over the moon if i met you so oh yeah um, i'd get a mark photo with him oh for sure with a with a a mountain dew pitch black yeah oh my god i would go buy one just (laughs) i would do i'd probably like it i like mountain dew already oh yeah been a while yeah like we're all gonna buy Mountain Dew because of Bray Wyatt. That's I looked for it. I'm not gonna lie. I, <laughs> I I looked for a Mountain Dew pitch black after that match, so it worked on me. I was gonna I was gonna drink one on potluck because I, yeah. I found a, uh, a a lucha libre match from like ten years ago or something that was also in a black light. So it was our our pitch black match of the night, and That's I right. was gonna drink that, but I couldn't find it. Oh, it, was a, it I almost so got gotcha. you. Yeah. See, Mountain Dew couldn't hold up their end of the bargain. No, yeah. No. WWE and Bray did their thing. But, Vince you know, brought them eyes. And it was up to them to take it the rest of the way. Damn supply chain. Uh. 
All right. <laughs> well, we um I think that's that's the the end of the time we have with you, Scotland, but yeah, we, we well, don't want to talk having you this this whole evening. So thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much, Mr. This Green really Mist. Oh yeah, can I plug my things? Yes. Follow yeah. me. No. Uh, no. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, Mr. Green Mist on Twitch. Mr. Green Mist on YouTube. I do my pro wrestling potluck Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, and 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 they go up on YouTube later on the weekend. Some point. That's right. And if you're getting the chat, if you're on the Twitch. Yeah. Oh, we'll put great. the links in the below parts. Oh, yeah. thank you. That's right. Yeah, get in the chat. You might name. You might title an episode. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it's Mister Green. It's Mister spelled out, right? Oh yes. We'll put it in the thing. No, I'm saying everything. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, you so much. Oh, that was great. That was our friend Scotland. Mister Green Mist. Mister Reverend Scotland Green. PhD Esquire, I think, was it the whole thing? I think so, yeah. Um, okay, so now we're going to do the awards. Dun, dun. Wait, shut oh, up. Yeah, sorry. We have music. Wait, no. It's not working. Okay, it's time for the awards of the week. The awards of the week. Okay, first up is promo of the week. Promo, promo, promo Promo of the week. Week, week. Okay, so you go first. Okay, so my promo, I changed this a few times because I kept thinking of new stuff. Yeah. But the one I think that hit me the most emotionally was uh, Ty Mello. Uh, telling so Sammy, I saw this. so Sammy Guevara, uh, has been in uh, the four pillars little feud with um, for the AW world title with MJF, Jungle Boy, and Darby Allen. And Sammy Guevara has essentially sold out to MJF. So if they have their there's but they might not, but if they do have their match, he said that he will accept money to lay down for MJF and just take a loss. And Ty Mello came up to him, his wife came up to him, also a wrestler. Uh, in AEW and she was like really beside herself and emotional about this she was like this is like your dream it's so important to you and you work so hard and this is like it like kills me to see you like selling out for this like you know for what money like you don't this is like I don't want to see you do this like just and she was and he was like look and he was trying to defend himself and she yelled at him she was like no you listen to me don't do that and it was just like a really genuinely his reactions to her really great and it was a Really great promo. I almost yeah. forgot about it, but it really sold me on this. It made me want to see Sammy almost like win. <laughs> yeah, no, I liked it too. It humanized them as a couple, which yeah. is uh, tricky. They just had to ride that that like everybody being grossed out by them phase. Yeah, and now they're I think they'll be beloved very soon. Especially, yeah, they're kind I, of like also being like adorable idiots works for them. Yeah, like really well. Yeah, it's a good brand. Yeah, it's a fun character mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, is that? That was only one. So that's my promo of the week. That's your promo of the week. Okay. Mine. um, Well, first as a runner up was Bailey on Rhea Rhea Ripley's Instagram account, writing two comments because the WWE and Rhea Ripley shared an Instagram video that was Rhea like faking out a fan, acting like she was going to give him a high five and then doing one of these. Mm. And Bailey commented underneath, uh, I fake out fans all the time. Where's my video? And and then a second comment under that, I hate this account. <laughs> <laughs> that was a runner up for me of, of promo of the week. Um, but the actual award is going to go to um, the firm again, <laughs> Stokely Hathaway and his goons um, kidnapped Isaiah Cassidy from the Hardy brothers. No good. Big deal. Um, they were. Yeah, they were beside themselves. Um, and they had him, they had Isaiah up on a, the top shelf of a warehouse and they threw him down. Mm-hmm. They said they'd first, let him go. First, they said they'd let him go if they agreed to the, to let them go to the, <laughs> to, to tell them where the match was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they did. And 
they throw them over the side anyway. Mm-hmm. But I just love the firm. I think they're great. And mm-hmm. I, I think that I hope to see them do a lot more. I like the firm and I like um, the Hardy brothers. And I'm excited for this deletion match. Yeah, they. Um, I'm surprised I didn't even pick Jeff's uh, promo from uh, the week before about not being a screw up anymore. I really that got me too. Yeah, um, no, but that's my promo of the week. That's right. Um, all right, match of the week. Match John? of the week. Match of the week. I mean, I. There's a lot of good stuff that happened. I really can't give this to anything other than uh, it was a New Japan Pro Wrestling match between Shingo Takagi and Taichi for the KOPW Championship. Now, the KOPW Championship is sort of a unique title. Theoretically, it stands for King of Pro Wrestling, but they've never actually called it anything other than KOPW. Um, so it's the K, unless it's supposed to be the Kapwa Championship. Um, so the KOPW Championship is something where people fight for it throughout the year, but you are only like the interim champion, essentially, or the provisional champion is what they call it. And then at the, if you are the if you have the title, it used to be a trophy, actually, and now it's a belt. If you have the title at on December 31st at 11.59 p.m. Uh, at the end of the year, then you are declared the champion of that year. So Shingo was the official KOPW 2022 champion, and he had been up to this match, the KOPW, the provisional KOPW 2023 champion. So these matches always have like a gimmick, which a stipulation, which is uncommon for New Japan. New Japan matches are very straightforward, usually just straightforward singles or tag matches. There's not a lot of, uh, they don't do a lot of stipulations. They don't do a lot of like no holds bar. They don't do like ladder matches or last man standing or stuff like that. The KOPW thing always has stipulation. When Toru, Toru Yano, I don't know why can't I say his name, Toru Yano was the champion. He was like the guy that first had it. He's like a comedy wrestler, right? So he does a lot of like very silly stuff. Like he'll, he'll like try to tape his opponent's hands to the guardrail and get a count out or trap him, like roll him up in the ring, like ring apron or something. So with Yano, it was always like silly gimmicks and they would just be these like kind of comedy matches and they were great. But with Shingo, he's like a dragon warrior guy. Like he's just having like really aggressive, like long, incredibly hard fought matches. And he turned this thing into like a real championship um no shade to yano i love yano but this was uh this is a different thing and taichi also is like kind of low-key one of the best guys in new japan um shingo is high-key one of the best guys in new japan it's very obvious but taichi is a guy who's like maybe not as appreciated as much although i think the fans do like him a lot uh and they had this like crazy hard fought it was a two it was a three out of five falls match so you had to be the first person to get some combination of a pinfall a submission a count out, a TKO, or a knockout. Um, a TKO being like ref stoppage. And it was just this incredible, it was like 45 minutes. They beat the shit out of each other. It was just this nutso match that I watched at, on Saturday morning. Uh, and it would be remiss for me to give it to anything else because that was just like the thing that hit. Like those guys, and Taichi won it. And maybe he'll actually hold it to the re- for the rest of the year. I don't know. Or, you know, swap it back and forth. But Taichi deserves a lot of credit and Shingo also does as well, but go Taichi. So that's my match of the week. That sounds like a really uh, great pick, really uh, justified there. Um, it's cartoonish how different our picks are going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I assume you did not see this. No, no, but it's like almost a caricature of me versus you as to yeah. what this is about to be. So mm-hmm. like my pick is Harley Cameron. <laughs> fighting a woman named Mafiosa wow. on AEW Dark. wonder if I'm related to her. Now, yeah, I'll give you one guess what Mafiosa's gimmick is. Firefighter? <laughs> no. That's all I got. Mafiosa. Hang on. Uh, listeners won't be able to see what I'm doing, but I'll ask John to describe it. Oh, my grandmother. <laughs> yeah, she does the Italian chef hands. Um, and all the whole crowd, th- this girl is a jobber. It was a squash match. You know, like we knew Harley mm-hmm. was going to beat her. Half the crowd was doing this. Yeah. That's like, a- I mean, she was over and she, and it was such a good match because it was like, it was short. It was like four minutes mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and it like, 
it was really acrobatic. Like they were jumping all around and flipping around because they're both very athletic and they're about the same size. Mm -hmm. So they can pull off a lot of stuff really well. And, um, they just like she kept like mafiosa would do this all the time as part of her move she knows how to, to get over to people and then like at certain points like harley starts like making fun of her and then and then harley also has all her own little moves because she's got the like kind of bimbo like mm-hmm. brand and so she's always doing like little like stupid moves. so it was just this really theatrical mm-hmm. like fun to watch wrestling match because it's two strong characters playing their games with each other and it was just really fun to watch like i watched a lot of matches to try and pick a match for this week and that was the one that i saw and i was like this is it this is the match that's made me the happiest that's a great match to tell people about too because then you spread the word yeah also, I mean, aw dark is a very good wrestling show a lot of the time yeah and i'm sad if they are getting rid of it but well they're getting rid of i think dark elevation oh okay they're keeping dark I think they basically just replaced Dark Elevation with ROH. Oh, okay. Because and ROH yeah. is basically just like I said before, Dark Elevation with like more stakes yeah. and the matches are longer. Um, no, but that's great. And also, Mafiosa is a great chant. That was a very easy to chant. Mafiosa. Yeah. They were pa, doing pa, pa, pa. that. Mafiosa. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? No, see but it? she. Oh. I just can tell that she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Um, no, she's very good oh, at. Uh, uh, sorry, I navigated away from our doc. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Um, I was just gonna. I was just gonna not. I was going to use those improv skills. Oh, you know, UCB, um, baby. But yeah, no, she was. It's a great gimmick. People were chanting mafiosa. It was great. She was so over. She's killing it. Look out, Jade. She's killing it. Get it? Mafiosa is going to whack you. Yeah. It's also great because in WWE, they have in NXT, they have a mafia like a mob thing with this guy, Tony D'Angelo. And it does. I don't think anybody gives a shit. I mean, no offense to the guy. You know, he's he seems like a good performer. It just is like it's I think this girl is going just cartoonish enough with it. Yeah, it's like, yes, (laughs) yes. And you kind of have to because it's it is a cartoon of a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, it is a cartoon, like an ethnic um Stereotype. It's. Stereotype. I mean, I'm. Uh, you know, look, I'm an Italian guy. It's a cartoon so I can, Italian. I, I'd say, yeah, it is. Uh, so, it is offensive. Funny. It's funny now. And if you like it, funny. it's offensive to no, me. No, it's funny. No, it's no, it's no, it's, it's, it has, it's funny. It's fine. We're, no, and we're no. all. No, I'm going to tell my mom that we're on the we're on the mafia, right? Wait, are you? <clears throat> so anyway, uh, no, mafiosa. She's if basically. If you were in the mafia this whole time, I'd be so mad. I'd be like, you let me go broke. <laughs> I told you, we don't want to accept the money. The strings attached. If you're already in the mafia, the strings are already attached. Yeah, but I don't want them to be attached to you, okay? Oh. So, but yeah, would you say almost that maybe Mafioso was wearing a costume? I'm trying to segue uh, into the next thing. Uh, yeah, sorry. It took me until yeah. then to realize that's what you're doing. Yeah, it was almost a costume. Although, you know, it was just kind of normal wrestling gear also. Okay, yeah, that's true. More of an outfit. Um. Uh, I, I don't know. What's the difference? It doesn't matter what the difference is. I, there's no transition. I uh, added this don't know without talking going. to you. And I really went ran, I went oh, rogue it's here. Fine, and I had to do so much searching at the last minute to find something to pick. We could have not done it. But I was no. just like, it seems like a John fun thing. John wants to do outfit of the week. So I want to try. John's maybe really we don't do into... it. Outfit no, of the week. I went to all the trouble to pick one. And now we're not going to do no, it. No, no, no. We'll do it now. I'm just saying okay. we don't have to do it every week. You know, mm. I was just inspired this week. Okay. Um, if we don't see beauty, we won't honor it. If you don't bring it, we won't sing it. Mm. Anyway, uh, so I was terrified I wasn't going to be able to rhyme there. All right. So we got my outfit of the week. I was inspired. With the, honestly, the best thing to come out of Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins. This guy had white pants on and he had like basically kind of a blouse situation. He had like, Mm -hmm. it was, it was like a a, tasteful blouse. It was, it was like, it was white as well. And it was like some striped where it was like some of it was solid and some of it was like uh, see-through. And it had like a bow, like a very fancy like bow tied um, at the top. And I've seen Seth Rollins kind of wearing sort of like sort of gender ambiguous clothes before. And I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, and I would love to see more of it. So yeah. he's uh, he pulled it off really Show well. Show us more, Seth. Show us more. It doesn't have to be revealing. I just feed mean, us, know, feed us, daddy. <laughs> All right. But he's uh, but he's that was that was my pick, Seth freaking Rollins. Well, I had to scramble like a mad woman when I saw that he had picked outfit of the week because <laughs> I was like, I cannot let him have an outfit 
picked out and I don't have an outfit picked out. I look like a slacker. Mm -hmm. So then <laughs> I looked all around. I looked at every wrestler and the wrestler I thought had the outfit of the week was MJF. Course. Of course, because he always is there for me. He's mm -hmm. always serving. He's always giving. Yes. He had a paisley red shirt on, like a silk, a silk paisley red shirt mm -hmm. on, like a blouse, uh, also a tasteful blouse, shall mm -hmm. we say, um, and a vest. A vest. A vest. Was it Burberry? Um, no, it had some kind of pattern. I couldn't really make it out. It was very maximalist. It was very maximalist look because I think it was like two, two patterns and he had the Burberry scarf. So that's like three patterns. Mm. Um, but being a maximalist makes sense. His name is Max. That's true. That could be, well, now we know it's Maxwell, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, I mean, look, MJF's always a solid pick. He's always, he's got the money. So he's always going to be well-dressed, well-dressed. Yeah. But that was my outfit of the week. Um, okay, now let's do our nerd fantasy booking. I'm gonna flip this one. Yeah, we don't. This isn't an award because it no. hasn't happened. If you do it though, maybe you'll get something of the week. Uh, okay, so what's your nerd fantasy booking? So last time I picked something like really silly, and this time I'm just gonna pick something that seems like they might do it, but also I really want them to do it. Uh, and that's uh, once they're done with the FTR versus TNA holes, uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, their custody battle over Mark Briscoe that's been happening on AEW TV. I would love to see Mark Briscoe team up with FTR to win the AEW World Trios Championship or maybe the ROH World Six Man Tag Team Championship. But either one of those, either one of those trios titles, I think that would be really meaningful because you know of Jay Briscoe's passing and them having a like a strong bond, and it would just be a great way to have Mark Briscoe do some some fun stuff on AEW TV, uh, and it would just probably make me cry, honestly. That's, oh, that's mine. Lovely. So I did a real nice one this time. He did a kind of realistic one too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mine's also very realistic. So I think Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, when they meet to trade mm -hmm. the belts, yeah. I think they should set a trap. <laughs> and I think into it, they should lure Vincent McMahon. And I think they should use a witch's spell to trap him in a mountain so that he can never escape. Unless no. someone... <laughs> Don't do that because he's going to escape <laughs> on the third full moon oh, no. of the year goes to that mountain and spins around three times and is Roman Reigns. Um, so Roman Reigns has to go to that mountain. And yeah, and it's up to him if he wants Vince back. That's really it would be the ultimate heel move to bring him back. It would be. Um, oh, you'd never leave a chance for them to come back. They're always going to. Look, I am a slave to story, okay? I know. And I, we need a sequel, always. That's the rule. So yeah. Yeah, we, you don't just want to give a definitive end. Then what do we do if there's no bad guy to fight? Yeah, how do we end? It's like Star... This is like the central lesson of Star Wars, right? Yeah, Star Wars would be pretty boring if it was all real chill. Star Wars is all about how the bad guys are actually good because the bad guys are the reasons that good guys exist. That's what the lesson of Star Wars. I don't is. know if that's I don't, I don't know if that's the lesson of Star Wars that, that I was the... trying to convey. Um, George, shut up. All right. Uh, you know, one thing I did want to like is maybe next time I might start look. I don't there's know. I just, there's no if if we do this again. <laughs> I don't. Uh, this week I saw what the Raw main event was going to be: Seth Rollins versus Solo Sokoa, and I was like. They're going to different brands. Solo has only lost one match. Rollins doesn't. There's no feud going on. It's going to end in a DQ. Didn't watch it. Looked up the results later. Usos interfered. DQ. No definitive winner. Right. So I I'm, I might start doing like trying to predict what the result of the Raw main event was. So well, will we do it? Maybe we'll drop it. You Who knows? It, you heard it pitched here first, audience. Yeah. An idea you might get to see next week. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> so, um, That's we'll, what I like we'll to do. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye, everybody.